Hello, and welcome to Embolden, Living a Bold Christian Life. I'm Chris Shetter, an ordinary Christian living with and learning about an extraordinary God. This week we began our look into the last Jesus mindset in our series, The Wise Counselor. Now, I want to add that when I decided on sort of the order of these traits, I did use a lot of resources for it, but I kept going back and forth as to which was sort of the pinnacle mindset, the teacher or the counselor. And I suppose for me, teaching comes a little bit more naturally, learning and going into rabbit holes of you know, different articles and books and Bible studies. And for others, that's not something they feel really comfortable with. Now for me, delving into the heart and helping people with those issues, that's much more challenging. While I have friends that that's a little easier for them. So you can take these two last and and see, you know, put it on your chart. See where it falls for you, what you need to learn first. And uh, it'd be great to hear from you too. I hope you enjoy this last look, The Wise Counselor. We start this week's deep dive into the Jesus Mindset Wise Counselor with a quote from John 4, 13, 14. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You know, it was a few years ago that uh, I still remember the day I sat on the edge of my bed, whining to God about my miserable life, the lack of peace and joy. Now, mind you, I had a great, I have a great family, a wonderful home, but it was that lack of peace and joy that made me feel so miserable. And God, he spoke quite clearly to me. He said, What have you really done? And then he said, Really, what have you done? Meaning, how have I really worked hard to be close to him rather than just going through the motions of my religion? And I got down on my knees that day and I wept. I prayed for him to show me the steps to take to draw nearer to him. That next day, he tasked me to go to the bookstore and get a devotional. I had never actually read a devotional before. So I stood in front of the hundreds of books and prayed, show me. And the book the Holy Spirit placed in my hands that day was called Power Thoughts by Joyce Meyer. Now, I try my best not to question God, and he knew exactly where my problem lie. It was in my mind. 
Quotes like, I am content and emotionally stable. I pursue peace with God, myself, and others. I live in the present and enjoy each moment. I am disciplined and self-controlled, and I put God first in my life. Those were just a few of the power thoughts I read over the course of the devotional that year. My God-centered counseling session began each morning to help me battle the overwhelmingly negative thoughts I had so solidly built. My stronghold was not fear of man. In fact, my propensity was to be ready to fight each day I left my house. My stronghold was not fear of serving in his name. I did that willingly and often. My stronghold, my addiction, you might say, was self-hatred and self-doubt. My husband once called me the queen of the woulda, coulda, shoulda. I've been frequently told I don't really come off that way, but I've come to realize there's a difference between what a truly confident woman in Christ looks like and one that blusters her way through life. Allowing Jesus and the Holy Word to become my wise counselor, it hasn't been easy. It's painful sitting in the chair, having someone show you your weaknesses. And I have many. But the beauty of our Lord's Word contains something that no one else can provide. A deep and lasting love behind every nudge, every reveal, and every chastisement. That's not to say that human counselors don't have a place in our lives. God uses many ways and messengers to guide us towards righteousness and sanctification. A poll released in 2004 found that an estimated 59 million people had received mental health treatment in the two years prior, and that 80% of them found it effective. But for the Christian, we should seek guidance that has our faith in mind. In fact, at the forefront. What is the point of, say, a marriage counselor who does not view or support marriage from God's point of view? When we seek out counseling for our weaknesses, our past hurts, we should be reminded of God's overwhelming love and forgiveness. And it brings me back to why I love the counseling session at the well. It goes, verse, uh, it's John 4, 15 to 18. It starts, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And he told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. You see, Jesus speaks to the woman about truth, but truth without condemnation, just the naked truth. He goes on to share with her the truth about forgiveness of sins and salvation. She had lived her life in sin and shame and kept doing the same things over 
and over. That's what shame does. It envelops us to twist our minds into feelings of worthlessness and self-doubt and self-destruction. Throughout Jesus' three-year walk, we see him love and heal the sick, bring people into God's service, comfort those in fear, and teach so many about the ways of God. And woven amongst the stories of his life are the counseling moments like the one at the well. Moments where he uses his, all, all his God-given knowledge and skills to bring someone to a truth reveal. Isn't that what we seek when we ask a friend for advice about a problem or go to a professional counselor concerning a life issue? How can I fix this? How can I fix me? Unlike a teaching situation where a topic outside ourselves is learned, Seeking a wise counselor aims to teach into ourselves, reach into ourselves to find the why. And often when our friends or family express concerns about their life, we know the why, but are afraid of the damage the truth might do to our relationships. So we stay silent. That's the challenge of being a wise counselor. The culmination of all the Jesus traits. I believe the stories of Jesus' counseling moments are included in the Bible, not just for us to see ourselves being counseled like the woman at the well. They are included so we can also learn how to help others. Others who are hurting, others who are living in sin, others who don't know about the gift of forgiveness of self. I love this quote from Joyce Meyer. She says, we need to take an inventory of how our individual lives, our fruit, our behavior are affecting the people we come in contact with. The world is in such a desperate situation. Get yourself off your mind and see how you can bless someone else today. I hope you continue to join me in the next few weeks as we complete the series on the Jesus Mindset. We'll do a deep dive into the methods of a wise counselor and how we might touch those around us, helping them to take a few bricks down from their strongholds. Have an amazing day. I'd love to hear from you and find out more about how you are living out your bold Christian life. You can find me on Instagram at embolden minus the O or at my blog at embolden.net.